What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are live. But before we begin episode 136, I know it's been a long, long time since we've been on. It feels like forever. Before we begin episode 136 of the G Meeker MMA Show, let me let you guys know that every episode of the G Meeker MMA Show is brought to you by GluntOfficial.com. I repeat, www.GluntOfficial.com. Each and every glunt is made with a clear, easy-to-use, clean glass that can last a lifetime. When when people, I, I see people use this all the time, rolling papers, swisher sweets, whatever you use to, to wrap your swishers up. Both those items, both, both the rolling papers and swishers provide a significant health risk. You know, in the swishers, they have chemicals as well. You know, for the flavoring, for whatever else. There's chemicals and chemicals, and there's a lot of tobacco in it. With the rolling papers, they also bleach those and put chemicals in there as well, as well, making your smoking session not as healthy as possible. Now, if you're smoking tobacco, then you're already doing, you're already doing damage to your health. But if, if, you, if you do what a lot of people do, which is weed, if you're from the place that weed is legal, like Colorado, California, then by all means, you're not doing anything bad. But, but honestly... Everything else poses a significant health risk, unless you unless you smoke out of a pipe or something, for example, or, in our situation, a glut. So with gluntofficial.com, I feel personally that it does save a lot of time for people. Not because time, you know, obviously when it comes into rolling a blunt and 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 dope just getting it all ready versus putting it into a pipe, you know, stuffing all your weed into a pipe, having it being properly grinded up with, with the twist, just constant, constant twist, constant twist of the glunt. It saves money as well as trips. That's the most important. The most important part about this whole thing is that it saves you trips. For people that chronically smoke all the damn time, you're going to have to constantly keep going to the store. You have to constantly keep going to your local gas station to get your Swisher Sweets, to get your rolling papers. Well, if you have rolling papers, you shouldn't run out as easily as if you have Swishers. There's a lot of people that go, and I see them constantly get Swisher Sweets each and every time. I'm just like, damn, you know how bad these are for you. Now, now there are some good flavors out there that i, I got to be honest with you. I do try. I have tried them, and there is a couple times where I have had use swishers instead not just because i was with someone i didn't do it on my own you know i use a pipe each and every time but for just to cut to the chase this is the longest promo we ever done but we've basically teamed up with glut official to provide my loyal listeners with, of the g meeker rma show with my promotion code my special code my promotion code whatever you want to call it promo code gabriel 2018 for 10 percent off your next purchase at gluttonofficial.com like i said one more time guys gabriel 2018 for 10 percent off your next purchase ladies and gentlemen i want you as well as yourself to enjoy your smoking session in the in the and one hundred percent risk free, one hundred percent, you know, clean, one hundred percent, you know, like I said, health risk free. That's the only thing that matters is your health. You know, you should be able to have your smoking sessions without any distractions, without any possibilities, without any dangers. And basically, that's all. I, that, that that's all we're saying here is basically visit gluntofficial.com. Once you hit the checkout, enter promo code one last time, Gabriel2018. Now, let's begin the motherfucking show. What's up, motherfuckers? We are back. We're back. It's good to be black. I mean, it's good to be back. 
But anyways, like, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of the G Meeker MMA Show, episode 136. It is beautiful. January, but fucking cold shit. January, I think it's January, uh, I'm always bad with the date, by, by all means with me. January 20th, 2017. It's almost the end of the first month for January. We are back with a new episode of the G Meeker MMA Show. I apologize for being gone for so long, you know. I'm just... <coughs> been battling a lot of stuff been going through a lot of fucking different shit now I don't really want to talk about it on, on air but I'm going through a lot of shit a lot of crazy shit a, lo a lot of, of adversities to battle and a lot of things on the outside but the most important thing, like I said, is that we are back. I've missed it. I've missed being on the podcast. Obviously, I've been keeping up with what's been going on in the world of mixed martial arts as well as for the fight nights that have been happening. And we have some fight nights here that we are going to recap a little bit later today. But let's run down today's lineup. I want to let you guys get you guys a little quick uh, listen in on what we're going to be doing on today's episode. Obviously, tomorrow it's, it's, it's fight day. It's UFC 220 from Boston, Massachusetts. Headlined by our heavyweight champion and former Stipe Miocic putting his title up, uh, putting his title on the line against Francis Ngannou, probably the scariest guy in the UFC right now. You know he, he hits as hard as fuck. He, he you know he, he's, he's a pinnacle of what Anthony Rumble Johnson was terror-wise when it comes to each and every person that's inside or outside the octagon. You know it's not just the fact that he hits hard; it's the fact that he does everything. You know, everything he does is scary. You know, we have that guy. He's that it factor right now. And he is taking on a very dangerous, very skilled, a very confident, and a very experienced form uh, of Stipe Miocic. And that should be an excellent fucking fight. We also got some fight picks and breakdowns for UFC 220. Um, obviously, if you heard in the news, Conor McGregor has been in the news. It hasn't been officially announced that he has officially been stripped of his belt. But, you know, in today's press conference, yesterday's press conference, if you've seen it, uh, you know, has Tony Ferguson labeled as the champion. He will fight Habib Nurmagomedov at UFC 223. And uh, it is, he will be defending his belt. So he, he, he's now been promoted the champion. This is a, a second time in a row that Conor McGregor has been stripped of his uh, world championship titles. And it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation to be in, honestly, you know. It's a, it's it's a, it's a horrible thing, you know. From from the moment Connor won the first title, everyone wanted to see him defend the title again. They wanted to see a rematch against with him and Aldo. They wanted to see him defend when he had the lightweight belt against Tony Ferguson or Habib and how he's gonna fare against all these guys. Now, what's gonna happen with Connor? That's what we're gonna talk about that as well as um, recap. Jeremy Stevens' beautiful dominant performance over Duho Choi. Where does Jeremy Stevens go? Where does Duho Choi go? And add some more. Obviously, like I said, UFC 223 and a lot of other fight announcements have been uh, announced as of late. And the news, and like I said, we haven't been here for quite some time. So we've got a great show lined up ahead for us for episode 136 of the G Meeker MMA show. Let's not waste any time. Let's get on to UFC 220. So for this main event, you know, a lot of people are saying that this whole main, this, this whole card is shit, basically, except for the two fights. You know, in the co in the co-main event, we have Daniel Cormier putting his title on the line against Volka and Oldsmere. Cormier coming off of the 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 stoppage loss against John Jones back at UFC 214, but um, John Jones failed to, uh, failed the drug test. The the 
the fight was overturned to a no contest, and um, you know Cormier got the belt back. So Cormier is a champion. It, it's it's kind of it kind of leaves a a little a little shadow in everyone's mind because of the fact that Cormier got brutalized by uh, John Jones in his last fight, and and he, he and he got stopped and he got beaten fair and square. Well, not fair and square, but you know he got beaten and you know he got his lights out, and yeah, he's coming back and you know he he holds a belt. He still has a belt at 205 pounds because John Jones has has messed up. John Jones has put himself in these positions to not be able to hold the belt. But you know Cormier did lose. He's only lost two of the best in the world, and it's John Jones. And you know obviously he got the belt back, and and, and he's continued on. But he's, he he even said himself he will he won't get rid of the sour taste until he beats Vulcan. The simple sour taste from his mouth of him losing to John Jones will never truly leave until he gets his hands on Vulcan Ultimate. Now let's just let's, since we're in the topic, we're not going to change topics. That's a great fucking fight, you know. Vulcan Ozdemir, like I said, he's trained with a lot of the best guys. He he he's one of the guys, one of the only guys that I know openly said that he spars with Rumble Johnson. Now Anthony Rumble Johnson is a scary motherfucker for, for those who don't know, and for Vulcan Ultimate to willingly, you know, trade punches with a scary man. Like that really shows, you know, he 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 is a dedicated guy. He's a committed guy. He's a guy with with huge punching power. You know, his rise to UFC greatness has been not, nothing short than three fights. You know, he came in on short notice, fought OF Oven Saint Pru, ranked Oven Saint Pru. He beat Oven Saint Pru. He was in the top ten, I think. I believe after that, he knocked out Misha Serkinov, who was a top uh, top prospect at the time. You know, uh, one of the guys that possibly will advance his career at the time. It was one of those, you know, one of those next things, one of those next big things at 205 pounds. Vulcan starches him. You know, Misha Serkinov was talented. Misha Serkinov is very popular, very fan friendly, and very uh, very a big win. You know, that's what that, that's the start of it. You know, Vulcan Vulcan beats Oven Saint Pru. He starches Misha Serkinov in less than a minute, and then he goes to fight the very dangerous, very very uh, very powerful Jimmy Manua. And 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 Vulcan unleashes some beautiful nasty punches from the clinch from from the clinch. You know, because they were clinching up against the cage. Uh, they had the clinch uh, clinching position up against the cage for the quite some time. Time, and Vulcan just, just fires these short shots, you know, hurts Manoa, hits him a couple times, you see Manoa just gets, you know, you, you see him get robbed, get robbed, I was going to say robbed, get wobbled, and he gets up, and, and, you know, he's trying to back up, and Vulcan just unleashes everything he has, and, and just absolutely just stops, he, he brutalized Jimmy Manoa, and, and now, in everyone's eyes, this, this is the next guy to fight Daniel Cormier. Now I've been thinking about this fight. You know, this this fight has been on my mind for quite some time. It's honestly been on my mind since the fight was announced. You know, the 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 problem I have with with this this is this is what we this is what happens when 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 you're in the when you're deep in the fight world the way that I can be. You know, Vulcan Ozdemir, like I said, he, he he's fought he's fought in three good guys. He's fought in Ovin Saint Pru, Misha Serkinov, and Jimmy Manoa. Now Jimmy Manoa, every each and every one of his his losses have been by knockout. Uh, and, you know, he, he's, he's a guy, you know, he, he, if you hit him cleanly, he's a guy that most definitely, you know, won't, either won't be able to take the shot or will completely just be, you know, you'll, you'll knock him the fuck out. That's basically what it is. So, so Vulcan obviously has power. He does have power, but by all means, he does have power in his hands and he can do some serious damage with it. But, but for DC, you know, DC has been there. That's the thing. Like we're gonna go back to what I said. 
what 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 concerns me about Vulcan not it doesn't concern me but we won't we haven't seen him go up against the best of the best when it comes to to a guy like that you know for the longest time people were talking about him and Alexander Gustafson I I, I had entertained the fact of, of that I wanted oh I wanted to see that I would have wanted to see that excuse me and um I wish it was a, a fight that could have happened but um right now Vulcan is focused as Daniel Cormier and later on today he has the opportunity to shock the world but can he you know Cormier has obviously been stopped and if you watch the way that Cormier was rocked and concussed you know definitely can p pose as some uh some helpful tips for Vulcan's camp you know head kicks you know he's more known for his power in his hands more than his feet but I'm sure that Vulcan's camp is very smart and they'll try to exploit every single thing the thing is about Daniel Cormier is lightning doesn't usually strike twice and what I mean by that is that you know he doesn't you, you're not going to beat Daniel Cormier it's, it's not going to at least it's not going to be a walk in the park I mean the only guy to beat Daniel Cormier legal, legally fair and square, not legally fair and square, obviously, you know, like the juice and stuff and all that, but he, he is the only guy who has fought Cormier and, and handed him his, his first, you know, couple MMA losses, you know, John Jones and, and Daniel Cormier, he, he lost to John Jones by decision, and he lost to, um, Obviously, lost John again, you know, by stoppage in that se in that that second fight. But that second fight was a lot better than the first fight. You know, the first fight was very close. You know, DC fought very emotional, but DC actually landed some crisp, clean punches in the second fight. And um, you know, uh, that's the type of fight you would. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Say John Jones, his test does come back clean because it's been in the news that he passed a polygraph test or some shit. Say that shit comes back clean, they can run it back for a third time. And who wouldn't want to see that for a third time? I mean, I would. You know, the promotions there, you know, obviously DC getting brutalized in the second fight would leave kind of a sour taste in a lot of people's minds. But but for me, I think it would be it would, it would, it would be a great fight. But going back to this Vulcan Olsenbeer versus Cormier fight, this, I'm finally going to summarize what I was going to say. Vulcan hits hard. Okay, what happened the last time you had somebody that hits hard? Now, this is going to translate perfectly in the main event. The, 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 the main event talk, obviously, Francis Ngannou, Stipe has to happen. But Vulcan, both challengers, yes, yeah, I just thought about that. Both challengers are known for their punching power. That's all everyone ever talks about, is, is the punching power. With Francis Ngannou, you're not talking about him submitting you from his back. You mainly talk about this big, massive, scary guy that has all the potential to knock your lights out with one punch. I mean, look what it did to Alistair Over. I mean, like the perfect placement, you know, his reaction time, and that this perfect pla placement of all the power that he swung in that one uppercut was like enough to lift someone off. The, the, the fact that he lifted over him up off his feet with a punch. A beautiful uppercut from a massive guy, a huge, big, strong guy who used to dig sand mines. This dude is a fucking monster. This dude is fucking awesome. This dude is fucking crazy in a good, in the best way, shapes, and forms. Francis, Francis has a big opportunity in front of him to become a huge, you know, with the win over Stipe Miocic. So does Vulcan. Vulcan and, and Francis both have very good opportunities to become new world champions. I mean, we saw how UFC two, I think it was two. I forgot which UFC it was, but it it was the it was the the card the second card in New York. Yoana got knocked out. Um, be just Bisping got uh, UFC two seventeen. Bisping got choked out. Yoana got got stopped, and Cody got stopped. So that was the first time three champions really lost their belts in one night. So so it's it's a it's a it was a it was a pretty crazy fucking fight. But um, well fight card, but I fucking enjoyed it. But um. 
fuck, I keep, I keep digressing from what the main thing was. Okay, everyone's talking about how hard Francis Ngannou hits, or, and how hard Vulcan Ozumir hits. Okay, have we seen Francis Ngannou on his back? Have we seen Vulcan Ozumir fight a, a, a type of guy that Daniel Cormier is? I mean, obviously he slipped up against John twice, but D- Daniel Cormier is, is, is the type of guy who, who learns a lot from a loss. He, it's, it's almost like he learns a lot more loss, more, uh, I can't even speak right, I'm fucking tired. He, he is the type of guy that learns more from a loss than he does with the win. He obviously wins are sweet, stoppage wins are sweet, submission of the night, performance of the night, doesn't matter what, what award you get is sweet. But, um, but basically, like, Fuck, I keep forgetting what I'm talking about. I'm so tired, and, and, and it's, it's cutting into the way I podcast. I don't like it. But, um, you know, in all honesty, for, for Vulcan, you know, to connect with those punches, you obviously, you've got to be able to, you know, withstand the pressure that DC has, withstand the wrestling, the beautiful wrestling exchanges, you know, withstand the, you know, obviously it's mainly just the pressure and the speed and the crisp, a skill of Daniel Cormier, not not only on the feet, you know, he's very skilled on the ground, if he wants to put you on the ground, he can, if he wants to put you up against the fence, he can, but, you know, for Vulcan, he's just, he's got to land something, you know, for, for, for but for Cormier, with Cormier smothering him, Cormier, Cormier is the type of guy that's going to let, make a guy like Vulcan look like an absolute amateur, I mean, that was a big thing with Anthony Johnson, okay, for the longest time, the first time I ever saw uh, Cormier fight Rumble Johnson, I was like, holy shit, he's going to knock him out. You know, I thought I thought that about everyone with Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson's a fucking killer. You know, there there is nobody on the planet Earth that I think could take a punch better than Cormier, because Cormier took Anthony, one of Anthony Johnson's uh, primary uh, loaded weapons. You know, he knocked him on the floor. He, he he ran in and got a little silly against Cormier. Cormier was able to capitalize. You know, was able to weather the storm, weather him down, and you know, eventually get to the point where he submits him. So that's what I'm saying. Cormier is very skilled when it comes to these types of things. So a guy like Vulcan who hits hard, okay, Anthony Johnson hits hard. What what else are you going to do? Are you going to knock him out? What if you can't knock him out? What are you going to do? You're not going to out-wrestle him. I don't see Vulcan Ozumir out-wrestling Cormier. I don't see him strangling him with jujitsu. I don't see him uh, wear, wearing him down like that. So there's really, you know, it's it's hard because DC is such a fantastic fighter. You know, you can't judge him off the last fight. So, I mean, he's a fantastic fighter. He has all the skill in the world. And, I mean, we look at it. like Just like Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou hits hard. But has he been tested against a guy like Stipe? I mean, Cormier has has seen it both times against Rumble Johnson. You know, the second time with Rumble Johnson was a little bit more intriguing because obviously we seen the first fight and you know, we we identified the mistakes that Rumble Johnson made and we wanted to see how he was going to advance, how he was gonna how he was gonna improve. You know, and he did improve. You know, he, he came back after that loss with fantastic knockout wins over Glover Teixeira, a, a brutal, brutal, brutal stoppage against Ryan Bader, and a nasty knockout of Jimmy Manoa. And he came back. He earned a spot to fight Cormier again. Obviously, he tried to wrestle Cormier in the second fight. I don't know why he did that, but he, he, he you know, he fell short. You know, and Cormier is a very smart guy. And, and with Vulcan, it's no different. You know, he's Cormier's fighting another guy with power. You know, it's arguable. I wonder who has more power out of out of Rumble and Vulcan, but who cares? You know, Cormier is skilled when it comes to fighting guys that are power that that are do have to do with power. 
did you guys know I fucked up a couple uh, couple minutes of this podcast because I was just talking about some random ass shit because I'm dead ass tired, like absolutely fucking tired. But but for you guys, I'll do anything. And today's episode will be a lot will be a lot shorter because I don't want to fuck up the, pot, the rest of the podcast and have to keep starting over or editing stuff. But we will have an episode of segments, a brand new episode of segments that will cover the rest of the things. You know, the fact is it's fight day, it's Saturday, and um, we can recap. Obviously, UFC 220 on the next episode of Segments, which should be in a couple of days. Hopefully, in a couple of days. If not, I'll, I will fit something in to make something happen because I do miss you guys. But getting back to that, so, so for, for Vulcan, I, I feel that you know he is good. He he did come into uh, the UFC, you know, very very quickly, and you know, coming and fighting OSP, starching uh, Misha Serkinov, starching. Uh, um, Jimmy Manoa and fighting Daniel Cormier for his next shot at the, shot at the title. His last two fights are less than three minutes. So obviously the first fight was a split decision loss or win to uh, win over Olven St. Preux. So, you know, he has a quickest path to the title shot. And if he wins, by all means, I'll be one of the best stories ever. You know, he comes in, he fights OSP, starches Manoa, starches Serkinov, and beats Cormier. And he's, he's considered one of the best one of the best breakout stars and should be the breakout star of 2018 because of his accomplishments and how quickly Vulcan's been able to do it. But that can all change because, like I said, Cormier is just a different kind of guy. He's not a guy that he's not a Jimmy Manoa and he's not a a, a Misha Serkinov. Now, where were where was Jimmy Manoa when it comes to title fights? Where was Misha Serkinov? So obviously, he's got two two stellar wins over two really you know well known guys and all that. But you know, still that's that's not really enough to warrant a title shot. Had he beaten Alexander Gustafsson, if that fight had been scheduled, then. I would have probably looked at it a different way, but other than that, he hasn't necessarily done anything to warrant a, a legitimate title shot. Now, there isn't anybody left, and I do like this little feud that he has going on with Cormier. That's why I feel it's going to be one of the best fights of all time. But ending that segment, let's get on to Stipe versus Francis. Obviously, I'm very curious to see what Stipe is going to do with the game plan. A lot of people think it's going to be clinching, clinching, clinching. The question is, can he keep it clinching like that? Like, you know, Francis was able to turn Alistair over him easily. You see how massive Francis and and Ganu looks in the fucking pictures, in the fucking octagon. He's like a fucking action figure. It should be illegal to look that good. He's a fucking monster, and, and, and for... For um, Stipe Miocic, she has to be absolutely careful. I was telling a friend about this kind of this fight, you know, breaking it down. For for Stipe Miocic, she has to wear Francis down without getting caught. You know, obviously Francis has real, real good. Obviously, he's, he's had some stellar training in the Performance Institute. I'm sure he works on his cardio. I'm sure he works on his wrestling, his takedown defense. But w- like I said, with a guy like Stipe, he's a very intelligent guy as well. And with Stipe, you, 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 you can't also make mistakes as well because he'll, he'll take advantage of it and, and he'll take you down and he'll beat you up. Now, now we've seen Francis avoid a couple things. You know, Curtis Blades took Francis Ngannou down in their first fight, and um, it, it's 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 questionable to see what Stipe really is going to do because Stipe is the kind of guy that stays confident no matter who he's fighting. You, mean, you know, he's he's he seems the most unintimidated out of one of the most against one of the most scariest looking guys physically and 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 inside the octagon when it comes to Francis Ngannou. But you know, that that shows the confidence of Stipe, and that shows that he's not afraid. He's all he's ready to take up take on all comers and and it's going to be a great fight you know for francis and got him all francis has to do is land one big shot you know a lot of his fights have ended with one shot knockouts you know you know maybe a couple of the punches extra were unnecessary but a lot of francis's fights have ended ended 
very viciously in one punch, just like Anthony Johnson. Just a question, like I said, can he get Stipe in a position where he can he can land one of those things? Now, if he can land that shot and put away Stipe in the first round, by all means, that's a big, big accomplishment. You know, all the haters go away, all the hype, all the all the hype can increase, and all that. And here we are. For before we know it, we got a, a new star on our hands in the form of Francis Ngannou. And and for for Stipe Miocic's case, he has the opportunity to become a three-time defending world champion for the heavyweight division, which has never been done before. The most has been done with two. You know, for Stipe, he has the opportunity to break a world record and, and be the first heavyweight champion, successful heavyweight champion to defend his belt three times. So for Stipe, obviously, it was very important. Now, out of both of those things, I'm trying to think about which would be more important. You know, obviously, Francis is a, a, a huge star and all that. Everyone has this huge belief in him. He has all these great sponsors. He has all these, um, he has all these, um, Great things going for him, you know. Obviously, um, with Stipe, obviously Stipe has this stuff going for him. He's a full-time fireman. He obviously, you know, he, he's not he he he's not more of a guy to necessarily talk shit and stuff, but he is a fantastic, a damn good fighter. And um, it's going to be a great fight because you know I'm, I'm happy for both guys. I'm happy for both sides. I really want to see Stipe get the job done. I really want to see if Stipe Miocic is the one that can can solve the puzzle that is Francis Ngannou. I mean, one person is able to solve the puzzle of Francis. Ganu, which a long ass time ago, he hasn't lost since. But um, Francis is a fucking monster, and for Stipe, I'm, I'm I'm real, real, real curious. You know, I'm real curious. That's why I'm really, really happy that the fights are on later tonight, and I'm real curious to know how Stipe handles what Francis Ngannou brings to the table because Francis Ngannou is a fucking monster. Francis Ngannou is a fucking beautiful beast. He's a beautiful specimen. He's physically strong, and and for Stipe, I mean, Stipe has been in some wars. Stipe has gotten caught. He has gotten caught with some some, some big punches and stuff. And if Francis connects, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a bad night, man. But for Stipe, I have, I have a lot of confidence in him. I know I can, I know that Stipe is smart enough to realize that Francis does carry all these power shots. And and one one mistake by you can cost you your belt. I highly doubt he wants that to happen. You know, he's been working his ass off for a very long time to get that belt. And I feel he easily could constantly be the, he could be the first one to defend the belt three times. Now I didn't know I I, I knew Francis Ngannou was gonna beat Alistair Overeem. I just I just didn't know like at the time I didn't know you know now that he's fighting um Stipe it's 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 a it's it's a it's a barn burner man I'm, I'm fucking excited it's a great fight it's it's a, definitely a nail biter you don't know what the fuck is gonna happen and it's definitely a fight worth like fucking talking about and just just overall doing that. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you guys know. That we need to take a smoke break. If we take a smoke break, how are you going to smoke? Jimmy Cameron May Show is brought to you by, like I said earlier, gluntofficial.com. Every glunt is made with a clear, easy to use, clean glass that can last a lifetime. Using those rolling papers, using those swishers, all that shit's chemical, has chemicals, and, and, and poses significant health risks. 
With Glunt, it saves you money. It saves you all those bullshit trips to the gas station constantly every single day, at least three three to four times a day, depending on how, how much of a stoner you truly are. But um, it saves you all those trips. It sa saves you having to go to, the, uh, gas, you go to the gas station. saves you having to spend gas, extra gas, on just going to the store and getting your, your smoking essentials. You know, having a Glunt is, comes in handy. You know, just, have, just need your lighter, your weed, and your Glunt, depending on what it is you smoke out of it. So... We teamed up with Glunt Official, like I said, to provide my loyal listeners of the G-Maker MMA show with my promo code, Gabriel2017. Like I said, one more time, Gabriel2017 for 10% off your next fucking purchase. Enjoy, folks. So, like I said, Steepy Miocic versus Francis Ngannou, very fucking entertaining fight. Vulcan Ozemir versus Daniel Cormier is a great, another entertaining, very intriguing fight as well. Those are two of the best fights of all time. For for Stipe, like I said, for for the heavyweight title fight, is one of the biggest fights of all time as well, and and it definitely should and deserves to have the hype that it has behind it. You know, because like I said, Francis wins, that's gonna be fucking insane. But if Stipe wins, I think it's gonna be less crazy because you know people are just gonna be revolting to the fact that Francis was overhyped. The, the excuse for, for for when Francis loses is going to be, oh, he, he, he was overhyped. You know, Stipe is a bad dude. You know, let's see, let's see Cain Velasquez fight him next or this or that. There's going to be a lot of excuses. But if Francis wins, people are going to also still accuse him. Where's the takedown defense? Who's he going to defend it against? What, what's going to happen when he knocks everybody out constantly? Are we going to stop or what's going to happen? I don't know. But, um... It definitely, it definitely is a great fucking. It's it's a great story, you know, for Francis, for for Vulcan. It's a great story for both these guys, and that's why I can't wait for UFC 220, which will air this Saturday. If you guys know what the date will be this Saturday, it will. Well, this is fucking Saturday, meaning today. It's 20th Saturday, the 20th for for this specific part. And um, yeah, it's a great fight. You know, I'm watching video. Um, Watch some videos and stuff a little bit later. Some old videos I have to catch up on when it comes to UFC, the UFC stuff, like press conferences for UFC 223. And speaking of UFC 223, will be headlined, I believe, by new UFC lightweight champion Tony Ferguson taking on number one contender Habib Nurmagomedov for the title. It's for the title officially. Now I think they're working on that card as well too, so we should have a couple of uh, extra things on there. Jeremy Stevens returns against. Um, he just got another main event. Who did, who, who did Jeremy Stevens get his main event against? I can't think of the name right now, but all I know is that it, he got another main event. Let me see. Jeremy S Stevens. Why the fuck are I looking up Jeremy Stevens? Oh yeah, he 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 um, who he was gonna fight? And so Jeremy something Stevens stuck a coke uh, needle in his arm or something. That was the wrong Jeremy Stevens. I can't even fucking write Jeremy Stevens. So let me see. He it, oh the Orlando. He's taking on Josh Emmett in the main event of UFC Orlando. So. That should be a great fight for Stevens. I'll really, really put him closer to another shot at the title had he defeat um, Josh Emmett, who just knocked out Ricardo Lamas and looked absolutely phenomenal. Josh Emmett's number three in the world, so 
with with uh, with Jeremy fighting him definitely will warrant a closer shot and, and and get him a little bit closer as a short list of contenders for the heavyweight title. Definitely, or for not for the heavyweight title, excuse me, for the featherweight title against Max Holloway. So that should be a great fight. That should be excellent. But moving on to some uh, also some breaking news. Um, Conor McGregor hasn't officially been announced unless I haven't looked at it properly on my phone. He's off. He's not. He's not gonna be fighting against on Tony Ferguson or Habib. Tony Ferguson and Habib will be fighting officially for the UFC lightweight title. With Tony being the champion, I do believe he was promoted to undisputed UFC lightweight champion, and he uh, will be fighting uh, for the belt. So it's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking excited. When Connor comes back, he has the opportunity to fight for the belt. But Habib versus Tony is a fight to make. That's a fight that I've been waiting for for quite some time. I was telling my friend for the longest time, you know, I was waiting for this fight. And, you know, for fight fans, we dedicate our lifetime and soul into this shit. So when when a fighter doesn't show up, if a fighter's sick or a fighter doesn't make it to the fight and it's your fighter, it's definitely going to affect you. So, obviously, for for a lot of the fans and stuff, the, the... the fact that Tony Ferguson and Habib were scheduled to fight three different times and it still hadn't happened was really a letdown, especially the third time because they were at fight week. They were all ready to go. We were all like, we were like days away and Habib's body shuts down. He's just not able to make the weight. He's not able to, to, to rise back up to where he needed to be and he was potentially off that card. So it really kind of just fucked everything. But, um, but yeah, you know, for, 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 for you know his his body shut down and and it had to do with the weight issue and we lost that car that fight on fight week it was fucking fight week and we lost that card everything fucked up and we lost it so now i feel a little bit more comfortable with this fight being at ufc 223 i mean i feel more comfortable with habib too because the fact is that he he made weight he looked good in making weight the last time against michael johnson uh, not michael johnson who who he last fight? Edson Barbosa. He looked absolutely great. So, you know, I have a little bit more confidence in this fight. This is a fight that we have been waiting for. This is a fight I've been waiting for for quite some damn time. You know, as you start to get more passionate about it, as you start learning more about it, as you, when you start doing stuff like that, when you start to educate yourself when it comes to shit like this, it, it, it's an easier ride in the park for when it comes to talking. Just about anything. And I know, I know how we just jump subject, but it's pretty damn true. It's pretty damn true. Habib Nurmagomedov is 25-0. and 0, I think 26-0. and 0. And he's taking on a very dangerous guy in Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson's a dangerous motherfucker. He's a cool-ass motherfucker. Awkward-ass motherfucker. But he's a cool, hard-working-ass motherfucker. And that should be a great fucking fight. You know, I feel like I said I feel a, little more, a lot more confident in this fight. Because, you know, Habib did come back. He didn't make weight. He looked good. And, you know, obviously, you know... Tony Ferguson's the last guy to fight because Habib, he got a belt. If he gets a belt, obviously, what are you guys going to be fighting for? The undisputed UFC lightweight title. That That is what they're fighting for. So three times isn't charmed. The fourth time has to be because of these people, these because Tony is, is a champion. Now, I don't know why they haven't officially announced that he has been stripped, but they will proceed on with this because Conor can't hold, on, hold up a division per Dana White. He's been fighting. He's he he won the title in 2016. It's 2018. He's been ideal. He's been idle. He hasn't fought, and it's been over that long. You know, girl. Um. You know, Dana said by March if he had it, and I 
hurts him. Dana said something about Connor wanting to return by September. Dana's like, I can't hold up division that for that long. So, you know, we have to do what's right. We have to strip you of your belt. And when you come back, you can get an immediate crack at whoever the champion is. You know, hopefully it's somebody that, you know, that goes with Connor McGregor. Like someone that you know, we know that will hold it down. But um, like I said, that, it sucks for Conor McGregor, and it's, it's an unfortunate thing because it had happened to his featherweight title. You know, he he was a two two division champion, one at lightweight, one at featherweight. Now I didn't know if he was going to defend him or not. I didn't know any of the business of that. I know people said something the same thing about him in in, in Dublin. Like he won the belts and. Um, Obviously, he never defended them. So, so I don't know if it's just the fact that he doesn't want to defend them. He doesn't want to be obligated to constantly keep defending against someone that he knows eventually may be able to beat him when it comes to, like, like, uh, yeah. So, it's basically, you know, Conor McGregor's a fucking superstar regardless, you know. He, he obviously, a lot in a lot of people's eyes, are still is still the two-division champion. He obviously lost the featherweight belt because... He, the UFC stripped him of it, and the lightweight belt has appeared to have been stripped from that as well. So Conor McGregor is beltless going into 2018, but he still has so many great fights. They'll leave so many great fun fights for Conor McGregor later on. You know, uh, maybe a Pauly Malsh Najee boxing fight. Maybe Manny Pacquiao. Maybe a fight in the octagon. Now, if he wanted to fight in the octagon, I'd be even more pissed. Because, I don't know. Just would. But, um... For Connor, when he comes back, you know, there has to be super fights all day for him. Like maybe a third fight with Nate Diaz or something like that, or Eddie Alvarez or something. It's, 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 con Eddie Alvarez because, oh, he already fought Eddie Alvarez. What the fuck? Eddie Alvarez or, or no, I meant Tony Ferguson for Connor. You know, I really want to see, I really want to see Connor fight Ferguson and fight Habib. You know, I want, I want to remain to continue to think that Connor is one of the most talented guys of all time. And I really want to see a lot of these fights. You know, I wanted to see a rematch with Josie Aldo back at the time. I, I, I didn't want to see an Eddie Alvarez rematch because, you know, Connor beat the fuck out of him. And, um, it wasn't really, you know, it's, it's, it's not a fight that I would want to see a rematch. You know, all the fights I want to see rematches are some of the best fights of all time that I feel deserve a rematch. But anyways, guys, um, I think that is it for us for today's episode of the G Meeker MMA Show, episode 136. Like I said, guys, I'll, I'll be dozing off, talking about some random ass shit that's not in anything close to what we're related. I'm getting my mind thoughts mixed with the podcast thoughts, and it's really fucking everything up. But I appreciate all you guys for joining us here. Thanks to Glunt Official. Like I said, if you guys haven't, haven't used my code yet, use it at gluntofficial.com. Promo code Gabriel2018 for 10% off your your purchase at gluntofficial.com. You guys know where to find me at gmeeker underscore MMA on Twitter, at gmeeker underscore MMA on Instagram. I said the first one wrong. At, I said the first one wrong. At gmeeker MMA on Twitter. Facebook.com slash gabybaby123. Facebook.com personal fan page. Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez. Like I said, guys, we will be back next week. We can talk fights. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter. We can, we can talk fights on there as well. Hope you guys enjoy the fights. We didn't make any official picks, but for the last few seconds, I will make these official picks for the main and co-main event. Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. Have to pick Stipe. And still, he is, he, he is, he's more... Um, 
obviously seasoned. He has more experience. He has more determination. And the dude fights fucking fires for a living. So he risks his life all the damn time, every time, doing that all the time. And, and you know, his, his dedication, his look on the sport, and, and, and his hardworking mindset, and just his overall skills, I think, is enough to wear Francis down and, and, and you know, you know, take away that huge mass of power. Because what does Francis have if he can't hit you? It's, it, that's a question to be answered later on tonight. So I'm sit picking Stipe Miocic by unanimous decision. For Daniel Cormier, I fit pick. He will beat Volkan Ozdemir by unanimous decision. Like I said, Cormier has all the ex best exceptional skills. He is very talented. He is obviously arguably number two in the world if you think John Jones is the number one fighter in the world. Cormier, Cormier is obviously one of the best of all time. Obviously, he's coming off, like I said, he's coming off that loss to... Uh, John Jones, obviously, at UFC 214, he wants to erase that, obviously, because the fight got turned into no contest, because Jones tested positive, so he has an opportunity to erase that against Volkan Ozdemir, and I feel that his pace and the way he's able to mix up his wrestling exchanges and his pressure will be a lot, and maybe too much for Volkan to handle, because, you know, Volkan, all, like I said, he has power as well, he's known for knocking everybody out. He said he's going to knock DC out. He didn't say he's going to submit DC. He didn't say he's going to take DC down. He said he wants to knock him out. And if you can't knock him out, then what's he going to do? Wrestle him to death? I highly doubt you're going to out-wrestle a two-time Olympian wrestler in the Olympics. And Daniel Cormier, one of the fastest guy ever, with some of the fastest hands and some of the best hands in the 205-pound division. You know, his speed and his strength is two, some of, two of his best assets. His fight IQ as well. You know, his intelligence when it comes to that. And that poses for a great fight. So, like I said... Daniel Cormier will defeat Volkan Ozdemir by unanimous decision or just defeat Volkan. Uh, Stipe defeats Francis Ngannou and, and will continue on from there, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, G. Meeker MMA out, baby. Thanks to Anchor Radio. Thanks to Glunt Official. And thanks to all my friends, family, and everyone else that tunes in the podcast. Appreciate you guys. Love you all. We will be back next week. This is the last time, I promise. G. Meeker MMA out, baby.